Hey, pal. Hey, bud. Welcome back to Ball Gamed. Oh, who the fuck took Joe Mixon? Oh, you're drafting right now. I know, dude. I literally am. Dude, this has been the most wild draft I've ever been a part of. Okay, Why? So, what happened? Okay, I got to go Kelsey next, right? I don't know. I can't see your draft board. Uh, so, right now I have McCaffrey, and I can go Nick Chubb is the best available or Juju, but I could also go Kelsey and not have to worry about a tight end. And then I have a pick in like five more picks. Yeah, I'm going Kelsey. Oh, Mike, look at this. Colin offered me an absolutely disgusting trade. Actually, no, I'm going Juju. Who the fuck am I kidding? Why? What's the trade? He offers me Emmanuel Sanders, Dalvin Cook, and Kalen Balaj. Yep. For McCaffrey and David Montgomery. What the fuck is he thinking? Why, the, why would I ever do that? No, you want to you want to know who the fuck, what the fuck people are thinking in this draft? Oh, hold on, I'm about to go again. I oh my god, I might get Kelsey if someone picks Chubb. I might get Kelsey or Mike Evans. Oh my god, I'm gonna get Kelsey. <laughs> That's huge, dude. I just got Juju because I'm like, you know what? I'll just take Juju and settle for Ertz. And they're like, Nah, fam. Here's <laughs> here's fucking Kelsey too. Oh, okay. So, anyways, listen to what who who the fuck's been drafted so far. Okay. So, um, let me go to the chat. You ready yeah, for this? Right. First overall was Saquon. Second was Zeke. I had the third. I went Caffrey. Oh, yeah, because Zeke's playing. Um, then, um, then Kamara, Hopkins, James Conner went sixth, but I feel that's a good pick at six. That I feel that's yeah. fine. Uh, Devonte Adams, ready for pick number eight? Oh no. Patrick Mahomes. Oh no. Oh, they went QB first round. Oh, baby. why would you ever do that? That was like the dude in our league that had a that 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 kept him yeah. as a keeper. You want to know what's even worse? So this is a league uh, the respectable is in. Oh goodness! Right? So she she had the last pick of the first round. All right, so that means she had the first of the eleventh yeah. or the second. Excuse How many people so are in this? The eleventh pick. Ten. Uh, okay. ten. So she had the tenth and eleventh picks. Guess who she drafted? No, it can't be good. <laughs> it's not the best. Normally, it would be good, but it's not the best right now. Oh, no. Who is it? She went Julio oh, Beckham. come on, man. <laughs> because, like, Julio might not play this year, as stated today. And then Beckham, obviously, he's hurt right now. So he might not be ready for week one or might not be full strength for week one. I'm like, baby, what are oh, you doing? Oh, no. She's, like, she skipped over Michael Thomas, Joe Mixon, oh, no. Juju. Yeah, oh, I know. That's not good. She done messed up. Right, so, dude. Right now, I'm lined up to get Diggs, Cooper, Godwin, dude. You're in a, you're in a real good spot, right? Dude, this is my team right now. As of right now, I got Juju, McCaffrey, and Kelsey. And as of right now, I might be able to grab Diggs, Cooper, Antonio Brown. Don't don't draft Antonio Brown. That's my I'm, I'm not drafting advice. Antonio Brown. Do uh, do I go Cooper or Diggs? I'm putting the game on right now. I gotta turn the ball. Why is he? Why do you know why Diggs is questionable? Hamstring. He's on track to suit up. Do, should I go Diggs or Cooper? Who do you have now? As of right now. As of right now, I have Juju McCaffrey Kelsey. I don't know. You already have an elite wide receiver and running back, so I'd say either. But that's what I'm saying, dude. Hmm. That is tough. Yeah, but I get like I get like back to back picks. So you oh, know, if you I, get back to back, take I, both of them. I feel like I'm gonna go. Well, I don't get back to back, but oh, I get okay. within like five spots or four spots. You know, I think I'm gonna go. 
I don't want to go Cooper, but I feel like I have to. With Zeke back, I feel like I have to go Cooper. He's going to see so many but is targets. It, he's also looking yeah, for I'm going extension, Cooper. isn't he? Mm, yeah, but he's playing. So I'm g- I went Cooper. I mean, if Diggs is there, that's a solid flex. But I don't want to go yeah. him. I need Ooh. another back. Rogers almost got picked off. Do I go? Do I go Henry? Derek Henry. That seems a little early. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's one of the best available. Or oh, I could go Marlon. Dude, Mack. my team is already stinking. Aaron Jones has three rushing yards. Okay, actually, hold on. I'm I'm gonna need your expert opinion here. Oh, I could go Deshaun because you know, yeah, I Watson? might go Deshaun. Yeah. What round is it? Well, because with Mahomes already gone, uh, I'm I never take pick. a QB. Or... Oh, I love fantasy football. I do too, dude. I'm so excited. Who's going first oh, this you... week for stories? Uh, I'll go first. Um, okay. Because, like, I didn't, I didn't have a story last week. Oh, my God. They're not going to go fully. Tommy's not going to go fully. Yo, Will no. Fuller? Oh, my God. I got Will Fuller. Wow. That's huge, dude. His upside is so high. <laughs> dude, you're telling me, dude. I have him in three leagues. Well, including this one now. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. People are slandering Yahoo, and they're all like, yo, we should have used ESPN. ESPN stinks. I know, dude. It's fucking awful. Like, someone's just like, my webpage, my webpage keeps crashing. Hashtag fuck Yahoo. First of all, why the fuck are you drafting on the webpage? Like, I'm drafting fucking on my phone right now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, why would you do that? Exactly. All right, so this is my team so far right now. I think I'm going to go defense next and grab the Bears, but right now it's Watson, Juju, Amari, McCaffrey, Montgomery, Kelsey, Galladay, Josh Gordon, Mike Williams, Miles Sanders, Will Fuller. Like, like I have every fucking receiver under the sun right now. Yeah, you're killing it on a wide receiver. I really am. I I need stronger backs, but that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna use my leverage with my receivers and try to get some trades with that. But anywho, I think I'm going defense next. I could oh I could pick up Brita. Or I could go Moncrief. But yeah, no, my story this week, dude, you're gonna love it. It's a good one. I'm ready. How are you doing right now in your fantasy? Like, what's your score? Like, I, does I have like two points? Does the team's name I can't say on this podcast have any? Or do they no, have anyone they playing have tonight? Any, they don't have anyone going tonight. Okay. Oh God! All right. So this is what I'm thinking. I think I go if he's still available. I think I'm going Brita. After that, I have another pick, and then I think I go Bears defense, and then after that, I'm just going to auto. Man, on Yahoo, the Minnesota defense is raked first. Unless someone took Chicago and I just missed it. This league wouldn't... Wow, Keith, some fucking... uh, Someone took fucking a defense. Oh my god, someone took the fucking Rams defense. Um, oh my god. Yeah, this kid fucking took... The kid who drafted a quarterback in the first round with the 53rd pick chose the Chicago defense. 
what on earth is going on. Well, I'm going to have to draft a good defense then. So I'm going to have to go with Minnesota. I'm drafting right now, so I'm going to go Matt Breida and then go fucking Vikings defense. If Hopefully it's still fucking there. Jesus Christ, though. I, I would have had fucking... Um, I would have had the Bears defense for every single one of my teams. Whatever, I'll trade this. I'll trade this little simp some fucking receivers for the Bears. Perfect. That's all you got to do. I'll give you Josh Gordon and Galladay. <laughs> give me the Bears D. <laughs> Jimmy Gray. Yeah, I'm getting the fucking. Oh, yeah, I'm getting Vikings D. Unless this kid picks him, but no, because he picked fucking. Ramsey, so I got I got Minnesota. All right, after this, I'm gonna fucking auto draft the rest because I'm good. Yo, if I don't get like a B draft rating, I'm gonna fucking puke. All right, ah, all right, you ready to hear the story, baby? Because yeah, we're gonna get it. into this right now. All right, so that was drafting live with the Tone Man. So, Josh, what did we just do? Discussed fantasy football. <laughs> Today, my story is on the history of fantasy football. <laughs> oh my god, I was literally thinking about doing this, so I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> so, basically, I was like, you know, I had another story lined up, and I didn't want something, like, too strenuous to be able to tell while I'm drafting my team. So, I'm yeah. like, wait, I'm drafting a fantasy football team. Let me do the story on fantasy football. So, today, for you, Josh, I have the story and history of fantasy football. Now, Josh, do you yes. know what fantasy football is? Uh, yes. Sure. Tell the people who don't. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the fantasy football, if you haven't caught on, is when you draft players who actually are real-life people on, on the internet, online, you make your own fantasy team, and they play against each other for points every week. Very saber, saber metrics and statistic-driven kind of game where millions of people play around the world every year for money or for not. Now, Josh, when you think about fantasy, like, when did you first start playing fantasy? 2000 and... What would that have been? 12? Like 2012? Okay, but so I played before then. That was when I, I really started to take like, it seriously. When did you do your first... When did you do your My first, first draft game? was... Um, I had a powerhouse team because I had Peyton Manning and Maurice Jones-Drew. Oh, my God, dude. I had a wait. That must have been like 09, 08 maybe. So I've, okay, I've been so playing for probably like 10 years. Okay, yeah, because I've been playing for about 15 now. I've been playing since I was like probably like 8 or 9. But I didn't start so, playing it seriously until like sophomore year of high school. That's fair. So when you did your first draft, was it online? Was it not? Like how did it go? Uh, it was online. It was an online okay. draft. So my first ever draft was – it wasn't a fantasy football draft, actually, but it was a fantasy baseball draft. And it was a classic everyone met up, and we drafted off of a board. It was one of those types of drafts. Wow. Now think about that, Josh. Like, no less than, what, 15 years ago, that was how you had to draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because online wasn't as prominent as it was. You can't just open your laptop or iPad and call it a day. So basically what – um what we did was we sat in the room and we did the board and all that stuff. Now, with that being said, if that was a main way of drafting, especially back in the day, how far back do you think fantasy football goes? 
I know it's further back than people think it is. It's I think it's like the eighties, eighties or nineties. Dude, it goes further. Really? Yeah. So basically, modern fantasy football can be tracked back all the way to the late Wilfred Bill the Gill Winna Winkin Bach, who was a uh, Oakland, California businessman and a limited partner to the Oakland Raiders. So in 1962, one night in New York City in a hotel room, um, the Raiders were on a cross-country road trip playing both the Giants and the Jets. Uh, Winkenbach, along with Raiders public relations man Bill Tunnell and Tribune reporter Scotty Sterling, developed a system of organized uh, of an organized rulebook and point, um, I guess a point distribution system of certain players for the Raiders, Jets, and Giants. And what they did was they made teams based off of who would get the most points. Okay. So basically, this was something that they just did on road trips after this initial. Oh, hold on. I'm picking. Uh, I already picked a backup uh, quarterback, so I'm going to go with a backup tight end. I'm going to go Ebron because my team's already fucking stacked enough. So um, basically, they do this, all right? And what, yes. what, what they do is they do it throughout the rest of this 1962 to 63 season. So they, you know, they travel across the country to all these different spots, or they're at home in Oakland. And they um, draft their teams, like, at night before the game, like, on the Saturday night. And, you know, they use the point system, and, you know, they throw some money down on it, and, you know, boom. Like, ball game. Now, it was so much fun that they started getting other people in the organization into it. You know, like, uh, ball boys. Um, yeah. You know, other, like physical trainers, like assistant coaches, all that stuff, just to kind of have fun. Because it wasn't really gambling. Like, you weren't, like, gambling on the game. You were just kind of like, oh, I mean, it's fantasy football. Like, a professional a professional athlete can play fantasy sports. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's not – you're not betting on the games or how players are going to perform exactly. necessarily. Exactly. So, basically um, – what happened was, oh, wow, actually, hold on. I have one pick left. I drafted my kicker. Oh, my God, Fairbairn is still available. That's I who I have. Kaimi. I have him in, like, yeah. I have him in, like, three leagues. So many have many people taking kickers? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, so many people have taken kickers. I might get him. That'd be awesome. But anywho, um, so basically, you know, they started getting everyone in the Raiders organization into it, and then basically it became so big that they're like, let's organize this. Let's do this right. So basically, the um, the next year in August of 1963, the inaugural league of this fantasy organization, the GOPPPL, that's three P's, the Greater Oakland Professional Pigskin Progno, Prognos... I can't even say this word. Prognosticators, which I have no idea what... Pro, yes, but like a tours. I can't say it. Dude, my dyslexia is coming in hot right now with all these S's and T's. Oh my goodness. Anyways... Um, also the whiskey, but so basically that was the name of the league, the G O P P P L. And the first draft took place in the rumpus room of, uh, Winkin box home in Oakland, Florida in, in 1963. Um, oh fuck. Fair bear mistaken. So basically this is the first ever fantasy league. Like it's like, recorded that's crazy in, in history that there, like there was a first ever his, uh, fantasy league. The league consisted of eight members made up of administrative affili affiliates of the AFL, pro football journalists, and someone who had purchased and uh, or sold 10 season tickets for the Raiders in 1963. So basically, it was all these professional fucking... Oh, uh, fuck. I need a kicker. Um, do I just go Matt Prater? Or do I go like... 
Fuck, my kicker's gonna stink. Whatever, I'll go Map Raider. I don't care. Good job, everyone. Hold on, I gotta send a GG. A GG. GG. Okay, so anyways, um... Basically, what happened was, um... This league, this inaugural league, was made up of, of basically all these professional, like, football writers, coaches, and then this one guy who was just, like, a season ticket holder who was, like, selling tickets. <laughs> like a rando. So, that's who the uh, how the league was constructed. Each roster consisted of the following. Two quarterbacks, um, four halfbacks, two fullbacks, four offensive ends, two kick-slash-punt returners, oh, two what on earth? kickers, two defensive backslash-linebackers, and two defensive linemen. Oh, yuck. Yep. So... Basically, nothing that you know of today, because for, for everyone listening, I know you obviously know, Josh, but your basic standards for a roster in any fantasy football league goes one quarterback, two backs, whether it's a full or a halfback, but obviously you just go with the halfback, two receivers, a defense, a kicker, and a flex. Some leagues will do like two flexes. Some leagues will do three backs or three receivers. Some leagues will do three of each, you know? But, like, it's always that general consensus of, you know, one, two, two, the flex, defense, kicker. Yeah, so, and occasionally you'll see individual defensive players. But I, like, I've, have you ever played in a league with individual I played players? in one years ago, did and that was the really? only one How I ever did. How did that go? I, I had Sean Lee, so he would get me a shit ton of points every single week. <laughs> Dude, imagine having fucking Khalil Mack or fucking, like, Aaron That's Mack. what I'm saying. If you had, like, one of those. Hold on. Oh, I just threw a ball game in there. So, so since there's a bunch of, like, respectables in here, I go, GG. Everyone goes, GG, 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 GG. A few of them go, what the fuck is GG? I go, means it's ball game for y'all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because, dude, my team's so fucking stacked. Before I continue the story, let's just recap my entire team. We got Deshaun, Juju, Amari, Christian McCaffrey, David Montgomery, Travis Kelsey, Kenny Galladay, Matt Prater, Minnesota's defense. On my bench, I got Josh Gordon, Mike Williams, Miles Sanders, Will Fuller, Matt Breida, Jameis Winston, and Eric Ebron. That's pretty good. That, 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 that's pretty, pretty good, some would say, kid. Pretty, pretty good. Damn good. Pretty good. Yeah. So... Um, the draft closes in 12 minutes, which means rosters will be finalized and the final grade will be out. And let me continue on with the story now. So basically, this league, however, the GOPPL, um, is still like a, a league today. Like, um, basically, it's been a league for 50 seasons, which was celebrated in 2012. So it would be. How old now? 57 years. It's almost approaching its 60th anniversary. Um, it still maintains its all-original um, um, like settings. So basically, with a few tweaks, obviously. So it includes two quarterbacks, two or excuse me, four halfbacks instead of the two and two with the backs, six wide receivers slash tight ends, two kickers, two defensive backs, one return team, and a bonus pick for any position. So a flex pick for anything. Okay, anything. Anything. You can have a defense in that flex. You can have a quarterback. You can have a back. Whatever you want. Which, in all honesty, I mean, you probably go back, but, like, why not no, throw a quarterback? No, you go quarterback. Yeah, why not throw a quarterback in there? Yeah, you know a what super I mean? flex league is where you have a quarterback. Well, where you can, well, it's basically everyone uses another quarterback because they can I'm, get, I'm, like, I'm, easily get 20 points. Dude, I'm in, a, I'm in a two super flex league right now. That's ridiculous. 
Yeah, so right now my quarterbacks are Deshaun Watson and Jameis Winston, and then I have um and then I have McCaffrey in my uh, super flex. Because guess who my two backs are? You won't guess who I got. Who'd you get? I had the first pick, so I got Sack Man. Obviously. Yeah. Guess who I was able to get fucking um six picks later, because it's only an eight league team. And I had fucking um it was a standard draft, not a snake, so I was six picks later. Six picks later from Sackman? Yeah. Who? McCaffrey. What? He McCaffrey fell? fell to, McCaffrey fell all the way to uh, nine. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So I was able to grab him, and then I grabbed Joe Mixon. So I have basically McCaffrey in my super flex, but like, I'm not, there's no way I don't start Joe Mixon, Saquon, and McCaffrey. Yeah, that's elite. It's, it's elite, dude. Like, when I say all five of my leagues, I think I can win a championship in three of them. Like, this is this is the Psycho T's year. Because, like, all of these are money league, too. So, if I win in one of these five leagues, I get my money back in buy-ins. Yeah. So, like, it sucks because, like, I could win the league, but I don't win the money. But, like, I could, like, if I just come in first in one of these leagues, dog, one of these leagues I come in first in, I'm, I'm set. Like, I make all my money back, which is awesome. But, anywho, let's continue on with the history of fantasy football. So... In July nineteen, uh, in July of nineteen eighty nine, eight friends and the alumni, uh, and the alumni of the University of Scranton combined their, um, their love for beer, tomfoolery, and the NFL to create a fantasy football league. The inaugural alumni football league, in other words, the AFL draft, took place in September of nineteen eighty nine at the Sporting Club in downtown Manhattan. Staff and staff and patrons were uh, perplexed as this is believed to be the first fantasy league in New York City. So basically. At this time, across the country, it wasn't like everyone has a fantasy league. You know what I mean? Kind of like yeah. today. Like you, like, you ask Joe Schmo, who sits in the cube next to you, hey, who do you draft this year in your fantasy league? Like, they were, like, actually leagues. It was kind of like you played in, like, a prof- – like, fantasy sports were professional. Yeah. Like, you had to, like, pay a lot of money and know what you were doing to get into these leagues. So this was the first league in 1989 to be in New York City. It took almost 30 years to get fucking to the East Coast fantasy football. That's wild. Yep. So the um, um, the AFL had expanded from 8 to 10 teams with 7 of the charter franchises in continuous operation. So over that time, the AFL has gone from hand-scored games and faxed and or hand-delivered results um, to online via CBSSports.com. So basically, this league started as like you would take down the points and everyone would fax them over to each other and score them on their own. And that's how you kept track. So like you would like have to compare facts at every fucking yeah, you'd weekly have to meetup. Go to the newspaper yeah. and see how you yeah. did. Yeah, Exactly. Which was fucking ridiculous. So basically after that year, the, uh, the popularity of fantasy football grew slowly and slowly and slowly until the internet boom. So uh, the old internet boom, the old internet boom. So, basically, in in two thousand and two, all right. Yes. This same uh, New York uh, based AFL fantasy group decided to do something that has never been done before: hold a fantasy draft on the World Wide Web. Unbelievable. Yep. So basically, what they did was they all sat in a fucking room, Ethernet cords and all. 
plugged into the wall. Yuck. And on these big, chunky-ass dial-up monitors, drafted fantasy football teams. Insane. On CBSSports.com. So CBS was the OG. It was the OG. Interesting. But, however... I heard that's a really good platform to use. I beg to differ. Really? So, I have a few complaints with CBS. One, it's very similar in its formatting to... ESPN, which, I mean, no one likes ESPN's format. So that's my first and major complaint. The second, which I really don't like, and ESPN does this too, but I really hate, like, if you do this, I hate you for it. Within the app, you cannot counter trades. Oh, that's annoying. So at ESPN, one of my biggest gripes with ESPN is that you go to trade. Like, say I offer you a trade in an ESPN or CBS league, Josh, all right? Yeah. I go, I c- you, give me, like, you give me McCaffrey, I'll give you Saquon. All right, but say you go like, huh, if I'm giving you McCaffrey, I want Josh Gordon from you too. So I'll be like, okay. But instead of you just countering that trade, we have someone has to either decline the trade or wait the two days or however long it does for the automatic denial and then request a brand new fucking trade, which that's not that big of a deal. Like, that's easy. You just fucking make another trade or offer another trade, but it's annoying as hell. And it can actually be like a cause for like, people to get into trouble like accidentally dropping a player or accidentally accepting a trade they don't want to when they mean to decline it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just the biggest pain in the ass. So, I know the commissioner rules on CBS are supposed to be really good. See, like you I've have a lot of control. I've heard that too, but I've only ever commissioned on Yahoo. Mm. I've, I've commissioned, commissioned on NFL baseball. for years. I've commissioned baseball on ESPN and commissioning commissioning ain't bad on ESPN. The thing the one thing I do love about ESPN more than any other platform though is that you can have odd team leagues, which is so much fucking fun. But like Okay. So because like with an odd team league, you know, think about it. You have your daily or weekly matchup, I should say, excuse me, weekly matchup if you're doing it weekly and um and not everyone can play each other. So usually you can either have a dummy, which have you ever heard of a dummy player? No. What is that? Just like a, no, like a computer controlled team? No, kind of, but no, it's computer controlled. But basically what it is, is whoever is playing the dummy team, their score. So the amount of points that their team scores in total has to beat the league average for that week. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And it, you know, in odd team, odd number team leagues create Three division leagues, which are so much fucking fun. Yeah, that is Nothing, cool. Like, I mean, you can have like a twelve man league where you can do like three, four team divisions, but like, like for example, this league. The reason why we didn't draft last night and we drafted tonight is because it was initially going to be nine people, but then we had to make it ten because I totally forgot that Yahoo doesn't do dummies. Yeah. So we had to find a tenth. So that's why we moved the draft to tonight so we could find a tenth. But like, I was ready to do three te- a three team. Or a nine-team league with three divisions of three teams and a dummy each week. Which would have been fucking outrageously fun. But we weren't able to do that. So that's the only thing I do like about ESPN. But, like, that that brings me into the next part of the story and league types. Because there are a lot of league types I learned while researching this that I had no idea existed. So let me go over some of the basics for uh, not only you, Josh, but the audience. So there are obviously head-to-head leagues which is when a fantasy team matches up against a different fantasy team from the league each week. That team receives the mo- uh, the team that receives the most points of the two uh, receives the win for that week, and points are dictated by the scoring system in which uh, is either standard uh, to the website or custom by the league. Yeah. Um, 
there's total point leagues, which are leagues in which uh, teams accumulate points on an ongoing basis. So the standings are based on the total amount of points. I feel like you see that in uh, like NBA and baseball more. And you see that, and I see it in baseball a decent amount, but not a lot. NBA, you see it almost all the time because the way uh, NBA fantasy sports works is you can almost never win a game because the teams are so small and there are so many good NBA players that, like, you know, a really good team. Are you saying there's a lot of good players in the NBA? Some would say. Shut up. Oh, I, I do you beg to differ. <laughs> no, I, I agree. <laughs> but, 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 like, I, I hate to say that and point out the obvious, but, like, when you're doing a fantasy basketball league, like, it's usually like a roster of, like, eight people, five starters, and three bench. And, like, with the amount of good players there are in the NBA, I'll say it again, you know, like, you could have, like, a really good team that just loses half their games because they lose uh, in a week where the other team just has fucking Russell Westbrook go off for fucking 40 points through yeah. five games, you know? So it's like total points is almost a way to go in the uh, NBA in the NBA leagues, but, like, for football, it's a it's a way people play. I don't see many leagues of it. I don't prefer to play like that, but it's a it's a way. Um, my personal favorite that I saw was the all play leagues. So I never really heard of this, and it's actually a really cool idea. So have you heard of an all play league, Josh? No, what? So an all play league, it's a league in which all teams play each other each week. Oh. So for example, there are fourteen teams in the league. The top scoring team that week would post a 13-0 and record because since, oh. they, since they have the most points, they would beat every single team that week. Then the, okay. So, so it's basically a total points league, except it's not total points that determines the standings. It's your record, and your record is determined by the total points you score each week. So, like, the team that scores the most points that week goes 13-0. and The team that scores the second most points goes 12-1. and The third goes 11 and 2 and so on and so forth. You get you get what I'm going Yeah, with that? makes sense. Yeah, so like you could have like so basically you want to draft a team that's super high potent offense that like is not really like like not really depth filled but really just like your your starters are your best players and your bench is shit kind of team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the type of league where you're going to want to draft a defense and kicker early so you can make sure you have a defense that's not going to lose you fucking 5 points every week. You know what I mean? So like it was really interesting to think about that, and like that's how people play. Because like I had never heard of that, but it's yeah, really I've never heard of that. So another another league type is another league type that I um, that we obviously know is a keeper league, which obviously allows teams to keep a certain set amount of players from one to near full rosters, and you know you keep those players with you for as ever long as you want, or you can keep players and then the next year not keep them, keep them and keep other players. So like. This year in our keeper league, I kept Saquon Barkley as my keeper, and I kept him from last year. And next year, I'll probably keep him again. But like, if I don't want to, I could keep, um, I don't know, Joe Mixon because I have him on my team. And that's yeah. basically how a keeper league works. Not to be confused with, however, a dynasty league. Oh god! Which, dude, you know me and my dynasty leagues. I wish our league was a dynasty. League. I hate dynasty dude. leagues. Well, because then you're not a true fantasy. I just don't like them. I like the yearly. Every year is different. I like See, the fresh start. I, I, but every year kind of is a fresh start in a dynasty league. People just don't think it is. No, you know? it, no. So l- listen, hear me out. I commissioned a dynasty league for seven years. All right. 
So, and here's the, here's the thing, too. I commissioned a Dynasty League for seven years, and it was all with randoms off of Yahoo. That's so found, funny. Dude, I found them on Reddit, and we played in this Dynasty League for, like, seven years. A lot of them, we were all around the same age, too, so a lot went off to college. They stopped playing. So, like, by it was actually by the time I first joined this league, which our league was what? I think I joined freshman summer after freshman year so almost four years ago like this is the fourth season i've been in this league now and i don't know how many years you guys did before it but like i was i've been in it for four years so like four years ago the league ended and that was because we had like three of the original 10 of us left and we're like all right smellia we haven't talked to each other since but we were in this dynasty league for seven years and i commissioned it and it was the most fun I've ever had because I remember exactly. This is I won one championship the whole seven years. The first four years, I was absolute ass until I drafted one specific player. Who did I draft, Josh, that turned oh. my franchise around? In their rookie year. Uh, probably Zeke. No, no, because no, this was uh, the Zeke was coming into the league as this dynasty ended. Oh. Yeah. I drafted Adrian Peterson. What? So ba- basically, basically this is how it goes. So my team was absolutely trash the first like three years. And let me let me go back. Cause God, AP was drafted years ago. AP was drafted. I'm pulling it up right now. Adrian Peterson. Like I want to say 08. No, 07. Uh, I want to say it was 07 because that because I think I started this league in like 05, 06 maybe. Um, hold on, I'm gonna look at his career stats and just go to the first year. Yeah, his first year was 07. So yeah. we, I, 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 we started this league in like 05, and like two years in, I remember I drafted Adrian Peterson because I was absolute ass. He turned my franchise around, and three years later, I ended up um, using him as a trade piece to get uh. Peyton Manning and LaShawn McCoy, and then I was able to build around them, and I built a team that took me to the championship, and it was the it was the most rewarding experience because like I sucked the first two years, you know what I mean? And then yeah. after that, like being able to use that draft pick as like a trade piece to draft or to get LaShawn McCoy and Peyton Manning was like uh, like the best feeling in the world because like I felt so accomplished, like I felt like you know being patient because you built paid that. Off. And I built that, and I won a championship, and it was the best fucking feeling in the world. And, like, you know, people are like, oh, well, the draft's stupid. I'm like, honestly, the draft in a dynasty league is just as important as any league's draft. Because, you know, that's way – because, like, since it's a dynasty, if you're shit, you don't get, like, new players next year. Like, you don't get that fresh start. So you need to make sure you draft correct rookies. And, like, I'm surprised you don't want to do a dynasty league with how big of a college football fan you are. Because a lot of college football fans will do NFL fantasy dynasty leagues. Because it's so important to have college knowledge for the draft coming in. So that's why it shocks me that you being as big of a college fan you are that you're not into dynasties. Yeah, I'm just like, not would, into it. See, you would excel, Josh. You would excel at dynasties. Like, I excelled at dynasty drafts, especially commissioning a league, because I'm a college football fan. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you succeed. But anywho, that's my personal favorite way to play fantasy football. But, of course, it's no one else's, so I'm not even in the dynasty league. But there's a few other leagues. Uh, this one that I really never heard of was the – um. Um, an empire league. So teams compete in a dynasty format and um, um, it's prize oriented. So basically 
Um, a special side pod is created um, through draft picks. So it's a dynasty league, but you know, you if you suck, you don't get the top pick. The draft picks are rewarded through certain, I guess, accolades, if you want to call them. So, like, let's say you finish dead last in your dynasty league. You might not get the first pick because the first pick might go to the person who has the least amount of passing touchdowns or the least amount of offensive points scored. Because you can come in last place, but you might score more than, you know, the bottom three. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why they call it an Empire League, but, like, that's a really – it's a really sadistic kind of twist to Dynasty Leagues because you're no – you're you're trying to be bad if you're bad so you can get top picks, but like you still might not get top picks because you know you might score more points than you know the bottom three teams even though you came in last. Yeah. So that's a fun way to play. And then there's obviously the super flex leagues, um, the IDP leagues, which are individual defensive player leagues, which obviously is the Q O Q U O P P P L league is based off of still, which is obviously where leagues draft teams. Um, or draft their teams based off uh, individual defensive players. So, like, you know, your Khalil Match, your Aaron Donalds would be, like, top picks in those leagues. Or at least top three rounds, you know, because you still have to draft an offense. But, like, those defensive players are just as important. Um, but um, basically, those are the main types of leagues. And, you know, that's basically the history and the overview of fantasy football. But, like, I just thought it was so interesting how, like, you know – Fantasy football wasn't always just this, like, everyone did a thing. Like, someone invented it in their basement, and, like, like some nerd invested, invented it in their basement and showed everyone, and then it just exploded on the scene. I love it. No, like, some professionals who actually coached in teams and, you know, had their hand in professional football invented it on a road trip just as something to do in the hotel rooms, you know, on road trips. And, you know, it turned into this kind of, like, exclusive club type of thing where, like, only, like, you know – News broadcasters and sport writers were allowed to play fantasy football. The buy-ins were so large that only the rich and the elite could join. And then these nerds in New York decided, hey, let's bring this to the web and then draft it online. And then after drafting online, like, that's when it became the every man's game, you know, where, like, anyone who has access to the Internet can play fantasy football. And that's what we have today. You know, that's why yeah. you know, we start this podcast with me drafting my fifth league and you – Talking about how your two backs are fucking stinking it up. Yeah, they stink, dude. I'm at 2.9 points. It's so pathetic. Aaron Jones has six rush yards tonight. That's so sweet. That's really tough. Awesome. So good. The best. Oh, oh wow. Someone says, Tony, let's do a trade for Juju. (laughs) Psych? (laughs) Say psych right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyways, yeah, that's my story and my talk on fantasy football. I nice. Tonight, so I thought it was also. Okay. I've wanted to do the history of fantasy football, so I'm glad that you did it. I didn't even do the fantasy because there wasn't much, or not the fantasy, the history on fantasy football. There wasn't much history on it. Like, honestly, no, I mean you covered a fair bit of it. I well, I did, but like I covered as much as I could. Like there was yeah. uh, there was a lot less than I thought because like like I said, like it was a very elitist game, and like fantasy football developed really slowly and didn't really boom until like maybe 20 years ago. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. So like though the first ever fantasy league was in the 60s, like it didn't boom until like 20 years ago. So like from the 60s to the early 2000s, you know, like there is really no history. There's only these few leagues and they were like elitist leagues and there wasn't much history on it, you know, besides the way they actually played it and, you know, 
kind of made their rosters. So, like, there wasn't much, but, like, it was so cool to understand that, like, that's how it was. Like, because I thought it was just a, like I said, I thought it was, like, a very Steve Jobs-esque thing where, like, he was in a garage or a basement and he was just some fucking nerd doing sabermetrics with his, like, pals and buds and then just, like, published it in a newspaper and it just, like, spread like wildfire throughout the country. But that's not how it was, you know? Think twenty twenty five years ago, thirty years ago, Josh. If we were alive, we probably weren't allowed to play fantasy football. Yeah, no, we wouldn't. Yep. So I've rambled on long enough. I want to hear your story so I can sip and drink my whiskeys and make some trades. All right, All right. my story's not too too long today, but it is kind of significant. Ooh. It's another biography. Kind <gasps> of. You you kill it with the biographies, dog. I love biographies. Oh, by the way, speaking of biographies. Did you see my uh, tweet? It was like, quote, tweet this with the four pictures of the most recent celebrities who would. Yeah, uh, and they're, uh, like, half of them were from ball games. <laughs> half of them were fucking Bear. It was, I loved it. But I was like, you know what? I would probably want Bear on my side in a zombie fight. Dude, Bear would kick ass. Dude, he, he's strangling bears. He's strangling zombies. <sighs> no problem. All right. All right. Let's get I, through the story because I got to get some sleep. Tomorrow's my birthday. I, I I know. I'm trying to. Ki- I'm trying to wait till twelve so I can wish you a happy birthday. Oh my goodness! When I see you again, I gotta drop off your present to you. Oh, I forgot you have, and I still have your birthday present at my place and your so can I, jam. So you have my can jam, my birthday present, my, which I didn't mean to leave, but like, dude, you were you were so far gone, you don't even. Know I was why I, adios amigos. Dude, you don't even know why <laughs> I had to leave, dude. It was such a fucking sticky. Present. I heard you had to go to the Cape. I, I did. So basically, long story short, had the kids' car seats, had to bring them back to the cave because they needed them for the next day. So there was no way, like, I couldn't not get there. So I was like, all right. So I started, like, booking it from Alston to um just a green line stop in Alston. They were doing fucking construction on the lines in Alston. So, oh, like, no. The, the nearest stop that I would have had to have gotten to was Kenmore. So yuck. I was like, so, yuck, indeed. So basically what happened was I called Robin Keene. And I was like, hey, guys, I know you guys already left. Can you come pick me up? And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then all of a sudden, um, this is going to sound really fucking weird. I'm in, like, the BU area of uh, Alston. Fucking yes. Pow, pow. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> fucking gunshots, dude. I awesome. It. I started running all the way. I got to fucking uh, Kenmore in fucking five minutes, dude. I literally sprinted there. I was fucking scared for my life. So that was the first scare of the night. I call Rob and Keeney. I'm like, you guys don't have to pick me up anymore. I'm already at the T station. They're like, all right. I hop on fucking Kenmore, green line to fucking uh, uh, government center, hop on fucking at Orange, all right? I sit on Orange for literally 45 minutes. The train fucking derailed, dude. Bro. So I was sitting at government center. Why didn't you just Uber? Because I was... Dude, well, first of all, I didn't want to pay for the Uber. But second of all, I was only on the train, and I didn't know why, like, it stopped. Because, like, you know, ten minutes passed, I'm like, all right, it's close to, like, the last call. So maybe they're just, like, doing the last call. No. Yeah. Something happened to the fucking train, and I was in there until fucking, like, 1.30, dude. I didn't get oh, back. Oh, my God. I didn't get back to Roxbury Crossing until probably close to, like, 1.45. Sure enough, I walk in the fucking house. There's Nick and Jake sitting there munching on some fucking crispy dough. Yeah, I was already in bed. Oh, oh, I know you were already in bed, dude. Man, I, know, I, know I lost my phone. Oh, I know, in a fucking bush, dog. Found it the next day, though. That was huge. Heck yeah. So basically, right. I, t- I, I, I basically get there. I fucking um, 
I pick up everything. I'm in a rush, so I forget the birthday present. I forget my Switch charger. I forget. Oh, yeah, I still have your Pro Controller, controller too. The Pro Controller, yep. And then, I obviously, I couldn't grab my can jam because then I had to run through Mission Hill, get to my car. I had to get back to the Cape till, like, 4. But anyway, yeah, you swing by short, one of these days after work. I was going to say, long story short, I got to pick up this shit and drop off your present. Now go because I know you're tired. All right, ready? Yep, I'm ready. My story for you is the life and times of one Jim Thorpe. Ooh. Okay. Do you know Jim Thorpe? Oh, I know Jim Thorpe. All right. Jim Thorpe was either born on May 22nd or May 28th, 1887 in Oklahoma. See, that's crazy. I love that fact. Don't know which day it was. It's like I fucking s- William Shakespeare shit. Yeah. Uh, his father was Irish, uh, of Irish and native descent, and his mother was of uh, French and Sac and Fox Indian descent, like Native American. I'm going to say Indian in this a lot just because at the time that was the yes. term that they used. Uh, I understand now that it is not the term that should be used, and instead Native American should be used. This however, is a pro Native American podcast. However, I will be saying Indian probably interchangeably with Native American throughout the course of this notes, just because that is what a lot of the primary sources used, and that was a lot historical of historical context. Used. Exactly. So I just want to clear the air before I do that. Yep. Uh, so he was raised in the Sac, Fo- Sac and Fox uh, Native American tradition, and his native name was Wotho Huck, which translates to quote. Path lit by great, uh, great lightning or bright path, essentially. Uh, oh, okay. And I guess because of this, like a lot of the uh, Native American traditions at the time, is that you'd be named after, um, like something that happened around the time of your birth. And apparently, he was born, uh, during like a thunderstorm, and there was a lot of bright light, and that's why he was named that. Um, I was kind of surprised to find out that both of his parents were actually Roman Catholic. Because uh, the white man. The white man, you say, being Catholic? No, can't be. And uh, that was a faith that he observed throughout his uh, his life, into it as adulthood, actually. Um, he had a twin brother, but his brother died when they were nine years old from pneumonia, Aww. as as one does in the early or in the late eighteen uh, hundreds. Not uh, not polio or smallpox or anything. No, pneumonia got him. The big, the big P, the big it's P got him. Like, it's kind of like if you're one of five kids, you know, they line all the kids up within the ages of two to seven and they have a big spinning wheel on the wheel is like seven deadly diseases. Yes. And you know, they spin it and they're like, all right, disease. They walk over to the next wheel. They spin a kid. It's like, oh, sorry, Johnny, you're dying from fucking polio this year. It's essentially how it went. Oh, so sad. Um, so his brother died and then his mother would die later as a result of childbirth and he would run away from the boarding school that he was sent to by his father to live in and would instead work on a horse ranch for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then in 1904, he would return to his father. And again, uh, because of at this time in United States history, native Americans were treated incredibly poorly and they still are today. Indeed. Um, and, a lot of Native American kids were being sent to these reformatory schools where they would take the quote, quote unquote savage out of them. And Jim Thorpe was one of these kids and was sent to the Carlisle Indian Industrial School in Pennsylvania. So he moves from Oklahoma to Pennsylvania. And at this school, his athletic ability becomes uh, pretty obvious pretty soon. 
1907, he would be on campus and he would out jump the school's entire high jump team wearing street clothes. Oh my fucking dog. He would just walk by and be like, y'all jeans. <laughs> he said, yeah, like watch this and just cleared the high jump that they were trying to do That's fucking in street awesome. clothes. That's fucking awesome. Uh, so he would join the track team and the tr- Athletic teams were coached by uh, a man named Pop Warner. Huh. Who's that? He is considered, like, the grandfather of modern football. Ah, uh, the inventor of the childhood concussion. Yes, exactly. The inventor of childhood CTE, Pop Warner. <laughs> um, during his time at Carlisle, his father would pass away. And after his father passed away, he would leave Carlisle. And he would work again on a farm for a few years before returning again back to Carlisle. And while in school, he would compete in football, baseball, lacrosse, and my personal favorite, competitive ballroom dancing. Ooh, so he could get jiggy with it. Jimmy with the fleet toes, they called him at Carlisle. (laughs) (laughs) Old two-step gym. Wait, please, please don't tell me they call them old two-step Jim. No, I wish, dude. Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, two-step so, Jimmy. He was so good at ballroom dancing that he would win the 1912 Intercollegiate Ballroom Dancing Championship. I, I got to watch some film on that. Oh, my God. I don't even know if they had cameras back then, but if they did, Mamacita, <laughs> let me tell you. Competitive ballroom dancing? Collegiate? Well, at, at the collegiate level. I don't know. I hope. Oh my god, that, see, that's some good entertainment. Oh, that's what I'm here for. Um, so when he wasn't dominating the dance floor, he also was incredibly talented uh, at track and field. And he wanted to play football, but Pop Warner was scared to allow his best track athlete to compete in football and risk being injured. Fair. But Thorpe showed up to practice one day, and he was like, Coach, let me run a few plays. And this dude could not be tackled. He was so fast, so strong, dominated practice, and Pop was like, all right, kid, we'll give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, like, what's that fucking story of um, uh, fucking, um, was it Wilt? Who fucking just like walked on to like the fucking like Globetrotters or something? Maybe, yeah. And they're like, all right, do the dunk the ball play. He's like, I've never played this sport before, but okay. And then, then he just became like one of the best of all time. Literally. Oh, that's so funny. Um, he would gain national attention in 1911 when he, when he played football. He played like every position. He played back, kicker, kick returner, punter, uh, and like linebacker. And in 1911, the Carlisle Indian Industrial School team, known as the Carlisle Indians, that was their mascot name, yeah. would defeat harvard oh wow and thorpe would kick four field goals old teddy's team exactly wow this is probably right around the time teddy was like wait a minute helmet (laughs) people are dying (laughs) (laughs) hmm, full circle huh pop warner Hmm. yeah literally pop warner was involved in that whole uh shenanigans he really was um that next year carlisle would go on to go 11 and 1 and win the national championship in 1912 uh, during that campaign, Thorpe would score 25 touchdowns and account for 198 total points and rushing for 1,869 yards. Jesus Christ. All-American in 1911 and 1912. 
And I in sure the, hope he was. Yeah. Now, all of this comes for him playing for the Carlisle Indians. Yes. For a reformatory school purposely set up to strip Native Americans of their culture, their language, their history, and their religion. Yes. So we can sit here and applaud his athletic achievements, but I don't want it to overshadow what the kids at this school were going through. Of course. Having their identity stripped from them by white men in the early 1900s. This happened oh, a little, little over 100 years ago. Not that long ago this was happening. Which is crazy to think. So, like, go Indians, go Carlisle, kick some tukis, but at the same time, like, let's not forget why they're there in the first place. Josh, you make me really sad. I mean, it's a, his story is sad. It's got to be it, known, though. It has its ups and its downs, no. and, like, I feel like oh, that no, just kind of has to be oh, stated. No, you're going robo you're going robo-peed on me. Am I? How? I don't know. You're just like... Well, you were doing that a little bit earlier. It might just be because of... Uh, I mean, you're hearing me through my AirPods, not my microphone. Oh, good, good point. So they must so, be dying, dying. They might oh, be. I hope there's no Robo Pete at the beginning of this episode. Because last week, we missed, what, like two minutes of content because we were Robo Pete in the beginning? Yeah, we Robo Peted. Anyway. So, yeah. So this brings me to 1912. Okay. Jim Thorpe would compete representing the United States at the Olympics in Sweden. Of course. He would compete in the pentathlon and the decathlon. And of course, wins gold in both events. I'm not surprised. This, that, this seems to be a theme with a lot of the biographies you do. You know, How, What do you mean? Collegiate athletes, absolutely owning the game, are going through some like racially driven, you know, vendetta against them yes and what do they do they just go and compete in the olympics and kick ass essentially yeah oh yeah because i did we did jesse owens yeah oh wow i forgot about jesse owens that's what i'm saying was that a full story that i did or was that a march madness one that was a full fucking that was a full one oh yeah it was um fucking whiskeys damn it oh goodness not good however so in 1912 he competes wins gold however there are strict rules that at this time, only allowed amateur athletes to compete in the Olympics. So if you ever got paid to play, you were not allowed. Well, yeah, wasn't that the case with Jesse Owens, too? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, in late January of 1913, a newspaper, the Worcester Telegram, <laughs> I cannot tell you how much i didn't expect worcester to pop up in the story it's unbelievable dude they show up everywhere dude i never expect it and it just shows up um well i did one last week too and i swear worcester was involved too no, not Bear. What was the... I did one recently. That was Can Jam. Worcester came up again not too long ago. Yeah. So, 
the Worcester Telegram publishes a story and announces that Thorpe had paid, played professional baseball, and other U.S. newspapers quickly followed that story. And it was true because he had played for the Eastern Carolina League Rocky, in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina in 1909 and 1910, receiving $54 per game to play. Oh, That's today's money. He was paying... It's not that much. No, almost nothing. <laughs> no. And in fact, at this time, college players regularly spent summers playing professionally. And usually people didn't care because they were white. Yep. However, this man wasn't. And because of that, it was immediately brought to uh, the NCAA's attention, the newly formed NCAA. And his gold medals would be, his gold medals would be stripped. I'm so, this, this is not the way I wanted to fucking end my Thursday night, Josh. Yes. It gets better. I promise. Uh, Um, Thorpe would eventually go on to play major league baseball for uh, the New York Giants, and he appeared as a utility player. I think they played, like, it was something like 150 games, and he appeared in, like, 30 or 40 of them. He would also play professional football for the Canton Bulldogs, which were one of the original teams in the NFL, and he would play for $6,000 a game in today's money, which is pretty decent money to play football at the time, which was, like, that was a lot of money back then for playing professional sports. Um, prior to Thorpe arriving, they were averaging around 1,200 fans a game. Thorpe's debut, 8,000 people showed up. Wow. Mm-hmm. People wanted wow. to see this. Uh, he would continue to play for a few years before he would retire, and he would also be a coach for a little while. Uh, after his athletic career was over, he struggled to make money and provide for his family. Um, he found it difficult working non-sports-related jobs, and he never really held a job for a long time. Um, and all of this really came to light during the Great Depression, which was when he was like getting out of professional sports. Yep. Um, he did a bunch of different jobs, um, and he would often serve as extras for movies, and he would play uh, like an American Indian chief in a lot of like westerns uh, that oh, were being I produced didn't know at the time. That. Yeah, he was like cast as that. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Um, so over the years, of course, Thorpe wanted his Olympic gold medals back that he earned rightly and U S officials, including former teammate and, uh, eventual president of the international Olympic committee, um, would say that he he doesn't deserve to have these medals saying, quote, ignorance is no excuse. Um, however, Various writers and authors helped uh, his case, and they would eventually succeed in having the United States Olympic Committee overturn its decision, and they would restore his amateur status um, after 1913. So he did get them back, like, pretty soon. Okay, that's good. So they weren't stripped for too, too long. Yeah. And like I said, a lot of this he had to deal with due to racism. And although both of his parents were half Caucasian, he was raised Native American. Mm-hmm. Um, his accomplishments occurred during a time of racial inequality in the United States between Native Americans and uh, Caucasian people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's often been quoted and stated that 
one of the main reasons his medals were taken away in the first place was because he wasn't viewed as white. And that made him a target in the first place. Um, and in fact, at the time that he won his gold medals, not all Native Americans were recognized as U.S. citizens. Yes, that is, that is sadly but truly correct. Yeah. And in fact, citizenship was not granted to all American Indians until 1924. Which is wild to me. They were here first. <laughs> they, this is their land. <clears throat> so, um, where was I? Let me find out. Um, Jim Thorpe would die. What year was it? 19. Oh, I wrote it down. Where is it? In my notes. He would die 1953, March 28th, 1953, at 65 years old. And uh, later in his life, he would have a lot of problems or a lot of trouble with uh, alcoholism um, and that kind of thing. And that really deteriorated his health. Um, he had heart failure, uh, while he was living in California, California, um, he was treated with an artificial respirator, um, and helped him extend his life a little bit, but he lost consciousness, um, and eventually died on March 28th, like I said, at the age of 65, which I had written down in my notes that I couldn't find, but there it is. Um, so sad. I hate death. Jim Thorpe was inducted as part of the inaugural class of the Pro Hope Football Hall of Fame in 1963, one of 17 players. I I did know that. Uh, He is memorialized in the Pro Football Hall of Fame rotunda with a huge statue that's, like, bigger than real life. He was also inducted into the Hall of Fame for collegiate football, uh, the American Olympic teams, and national track and field competitions. Um... And in 2018, he became one of the inductees in the first induction ceremony of the National Native American Hall of Fame as well. Oh, that's yeah. nice. That's cool. And there is a Jim Thorpe Award. Yes, there is. And that is given annually to the best defensive back in college football. Yes, correct. Uh, some previous winners include Minka Fitzpatrick. Yep. Uh, Adore Jackson. Eric Berry, mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson, Ooh. all like all incredible players. Yeah, indeed. Uh, last year, yeah, last year was Georgia's DeAndre Baker, who is currently on the Giants now. Yes, correct. He was a uh, first round pick, and he won the Jim Thorpe Award. Yep. So that is the life and the struggles of one Jim Thorpe. I wanted to do. I wish I had uh, enough time to do enough research and do a full episode on the Carlisle Indian School. Yeah, I know. That seems like you you would be able to, like, kind of dig up a lot of information yeah, on that. Yeah, there is a ton. Cool it's like, um, but there's a lot of resources really spread out along the internet, and I just didn't have enough time to put in, like, full research into it. Yeah. Which is kind of a shame because it does deserve a full story. And if you don't know about the Carlisle Indian School, I highly recommend that you do your own research into it because it is fascinating. I'll have to because I don't know much about it. In a horrific way, it's fascinating. See, but... This is going to sound really, really bad, but sometimes the really horrific stuff 
is like just super interesting because it's hard to wrap your head around like how this even happened in the first place like trust me i'll be the first to say i'm very 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 anti bad things that happened in world war ii but like <laughs> it's just so interesting to study like it's my favorite period there's so much you can learn from it there's so much you can learn from those horrific periods where it's like wow like why did this happen or like how did this stop from happening you know and it's just it, it can be so so you know so educating and just i don't know it, it, it that's why i'm a history major i love the stuff so i'll have to get yeah. more into it because like this is really the first time i've really heard more about the school and i'll probably end up i won't lie doing more individual research yeah you'll fall into stuff. a hole the yeah. logo that the carlisle indian school used Oh, God, I can only imagine how fucking bad it was. No, dude, it was just a C with, like, tribal patterns, and it's fire. Oh, so better than the actual Cleveland Indians logo. Correct, yes. Wow, okay, that's a that's a fucking curveball that you just threw me. No, dude, I really thought it was going to be incredibly racist. It's actually flames. Okay, we're going to have to throw it on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we will. Oh, awesome. It's so cool. Oh, wow, we had a we had an oddly jam-packed episode today a lot of fantasy talk led by a story with more fantasy talk and then a story that we wish was fantasy but was sadly true yeah wow good good shit this week though i wish i could stay up till 12 to wish you a happy happy birthday (laughs) my good friend i appreciate that dude i can't wait to give you your gift i'm excited to see it dude i'm so i'm so excited to give it to you 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 have no idea how excited i am yeah, we'll meet up at some point this week. Yeah, like uh, this upcoming week. Um, uh, I'm trying to think probably towards the end of the week, though, because of just how it works uh, with my schedule. It, yeah. it may be yours. Uh, but, I mean, if you're home all week, I can come at really any time at the end of the week. But um, any yeah, plans for this weekend for the for the old B-Day? Uh, I'm going out tomorrow night with my, uh, my roommates and my friends. Nice. Oh, so and are you taking the train back in tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow afternoon I'm going to head back in. Nice. And then, because I got, like, dinner with my family and stuff tonight. Yep. Saw my yep. grandparents today. So, did, like, family stuff today. Of course. And then, tomorrow, going to head back in. Probably go out somewhere. And then, uh, recover all day Saturday. And then work Sunday. Nice. I'm going to be doing absolutely nothing on Saturday, too. So nice. Well, because, we'll be, you know, you know it's college football day. Yeah, of course it is. And I'm also, uh, I'm also a, 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 a great partner. I don't go and hoe around on the Saturdays. Good man. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a man of my, I'm a man of my faith. <laughs> nice. Uh, this game is atrocious. The bears are on a second and 40 right now. Isn't it seven and seven to three right now? It's seven to three. The bears have the ball second and 40 four zero. I didn't have it up because um, I had to have um, my draft up. So I didn't have it on stream on my iPad while we were. You're running, not missing so. anything. I promise. Well, see, as long as the bears hold it to seven, that's all I care about. Yeah. Because, you know, like I, I'll, I'll stress this to the day I die, not to stick on the fantasy topic. I'll take a top three defense any day because if it means that every week they're going to at least not go into the negatives for me or lose me points, I'll be, I'll be all for it. You know what I mean? Because, like, there have been so many games or weeks that I have lost by, like, two points because my defense has gotten me, like, negative five. Like yeah. I, I can't, I can't live for that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I literally drafted in four of my five leagues. I have 
the Bears, and and then in one I have the Minnesota defense. It's like you know I'm not risking that. So uh, smart. But anyways, I'll let you go. I'll let you get into bed. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BallGamedPod. You can follow Josh and I individually at underscore Tony Sylvester and at Josh Lattery. Feel free to DM us, you know, talk with us on those platforms. Hit us a follow, talk about the pod, whatever you want. You know, you can listen to the podcast on Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. I boy, there it is. No, well, I, I purposely reversed it today. I wanted to mix okay. it up a little bit, so I reversed nice. it today. And thank you, by the way, for being by my side and cheering me on through that. Um, I know I struggled with it last episode. No, um, that was good. Feel free to leave a rate, comment, subscribe, but most importantly, download and review. Those reviews help immensely. Agreed. And Josh, I know we've had a weird end of the summer where, you know, we've been doing bi-weekly episodes because of yeah. the and all that shit, but we're back on our bullshit now. So, yeah, we'll be boy, back to normal bad schedules boy summer, now. Bad boy summer is over. Oh, man. Bad boy summer is never ending. It's, it's just going to be. A, it's, it's time for fun fellas fall. Fun fella we, fall. Fun fella fall where we get off an episode every week. Perfect. All right. Uh, all right, man. Uh, I wanted to tell you. Something. What? Fuck. I don't know. What was I going to tell you? I have one more thing to tell you before we logged off. Um, fuck. Fun fella fall. Uh, Regular schedule. Uh. Now, fuck it. See ya. All right, bye, guys. <laughs>